Well, I had mentioned that I'd harvested three things off of um, Facebook for this morning. One was the poem. The other is the, the picture on the front of the bulletin, which I really like. Um, the third is uh, a meme that was posted that said that if you tuck one of your pant legs into your sock, people expect less from you. <laughs> now, I decided that if I did that, uh, my wife's face would be frozen in a permanent eye roll. So I, I decided to spare her that. Um, but one of the reasons I mentioned that is because I've really sort of changed what, I'm, what I want to talk about this morning, or at least how I want to talk about it. But it, but it relates to what little point I may have today, which is that I wanted to talk about the challenges of connection within our community. That we've had several services where we have highlighted and celebrated our connection and, and heard some really warming and wonderful stories. But this is, in my opinion, not easy. So I had hoped to speak to a truly lifelong friend of mine who I grew up with down in Indiana, who when we got her Christmas letter, she reported that the church that she was formerly the pastor of had chosen to leave the United Methodist Church. I assume because of LGBT conflicts. And I wanted to talk with her because I love Sandy deeply and wanted to get a sense of how she and I could talk about that, continue to love each other, and probably disagree very fundamentally. But then, with the timing of me speaking this morning, I chose not to do that because this is nearly exactly the first year anniversary of the death of her husband from COVID. And she didn't need me sort of testing our friendship like that. She, I think, needed the friendship. So then what to talk about as we, as I want to talk about the complexity of connection. Um, and Mark Chapelwaken, in, in some ways, saved me on this because two or three Sundays ago, he talked in sharing about the, the pandemic and not being able to have much to say about the pandemic itself, but having something to say about how we respond and react and think about the pandemic. And I certainly agreed with that, but find that it's probably more complicated than that. Uh, you can do a lot with sort of paying attention to how you think, 
catching yourself in patterns of how you think that maybe don't serve you as well as when you first develop those habits. But I think there are maybe limits to that. Uh, sometimes only time will work. I think that grief is one of those things where you can help a person uh, with their grief process by talking about what usually happens with grief, that you're on a roller coaster, that you feel better, and then you feel worse. And so when that happens, you, you kind of know what's going on. But you still experience the grief quite deeply. Sandy, my friend, her need was not to help me with my reverie this morning, but to be supported. We all have differences in what we need from minute to minute, from day to day, from year to year, from age to age. Our scripture points to that. Our responsive reading pointed to that this morning. I love that the responsive reading doesn't say if you are delighted to be here or if you are tired and troubled. It is if you are delighted to be here and if you are tired and troubled. It can certainly be both. We have Ecclesiastes where there's a time for this and a time for that. And certainly we slip and slide along a continuum of where we're at between those polarities. So I think part of the complexity of our connection is that as we connect with each other, we never truly really know maybe even where we're at ourselves, let alone where the person is that we're trying to love at that time. I mean, we can guess, and sometimes we can be pretty good in our guesses, but we have to acknowledge, I think, that we can't be sure, and that we have to, to be pretty aware of what can be a disconnect. We all slip and slide along our needs, our spiritualities, our preferences, our styles, our characters, our temperaments, um, you know, sort of, and, and just sort of how we connect as people. Um, sort of Betsy and I have, have lost a connection that we never thought we'd lose. And as near as we can tell, it's because we did too much rather than do too little to try to maintain that connection. You simply can't tell. On the other hand, we as a group seem to feel, sort of come out on the other side of this. We have celebrated our connections. So in the end, we all have that potential and being very deeply connected within this meeting, within this room, within our larger congregation 
including our Zoomers. One of the um, catchphrases of the Church of the Brethren has been continuing the work of Jesus peacefully, simply, and together. They then, Brethren Press, put out some, I think even face masks during the pandemic that said continuing the work of Jesus peacefully, simply, and not so together. But we're trying to rebuild that now. We've lost some connections, we're trying to build it back. So as we do that, another sort of thinking pattern, cognitive thing that Mark sort of reminded me of, and this is just a variation of sort of a glass half full or a glass half empty, but it's, it's called um, the gap in the gain. And, and it's talked about around sort of entrepreneurs and starting a business and how you assess your business. But it, it's like where you start out and where you want to be, and then maybe you're about right here. And it's, and it's what you focus on, right? Do you focus on the gap between where you're at and where you want to be? which is generally pretty dissatisfying? Or do you focus on where you were and where you're at now? To focus on the gain rather than the gap. And that doesn't mean that we don't critique ourselves, that we don't try to do better, but that we do that within the context of building our gain rather than somehow always striving and scrambling to close our gap. So, as I talk about the complexities today of us sometimes not knowing what we need from each other, I'm not focusing at all on the gap but suggesting that as we stay sensitive to how we interact and how we connect with each other, that maybe in our own self-awareness of how we think about others, we can give ourselves little nudges on how we might be more empathic, more compassionate in our connections with each other and therefore attain what I think we all hope for, which are close connections, but also uh, sustainable connections. And so I would say with God's help, amen. <laughs>